I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Attainable Podcast. Um, If you're new here, my name is Sarah Boss. I'm your host, and we're going to have a great podcast today. If you've never listened to Attainable Podcast before, welcome. I think it's pretty great, but I will say I'm relatively biased. We talk about a whole load of things. We're people in our 20s, so we're a little bit random. We're trying to figure it out. We're just literally stumbling our way through life. And along the way, we try to give uh, good advice on how to make your goals attainable. So that's a little synopsis. We're very fun. We have some really cool guests. I've got some really cool guests coming up, guys. Like you have no idea. I try, and feel free to give me feedback. I try and not put two guest episodes back to back. Like we'll do a solo and then a guest or something like that. But let me know what you like. On that note, do me a favor. And if you have any episode requests, please send them over. You can email me at, you're welcome to just email my business email at Sarah. Hold on. It's going to sound weird. Email me at <clears throat> Sarah at SarahEboss.com. I feel like I said at a lot of times, but Sarah at SarahEboss.com is my email or go to the Attainable Podcast Instagram and send us a DM. We love hearing from you guys. So yeah, you're welcome to communicate us to us in any way, shape or form. We also have a feature where you can even send us a voice message if you want to. If you go to our anchor link, which is in our bio or not bio, the show notes, you know what I'm saying then you can go to our anchor and actually send us a voice message, which is pretty cool. But I digress. So today I've got a very fun episode. We've got 22 rules for 2022. And I realize like this might sound like a kind of a January episode, but one, I didn't hear about it till now in February. Two, I also feel like January is kind of the time when you we're like getting our footing, you know what I mean? And then February, especially going into spring, like let's be real, we're our best when the weather gets warmer. At least for me, I think that's most people. And the spring is for new beginnings, all that kind of thing. So this is when we're going to start actually adopting these rules. And here's the best part, okay? We're not doing this 22 rules and If like, I'm not doing, you know, drink more water, take a walk every day. Absolutely not. These rules are random, but they are spot on and they are so good. I'm very proud of this list. I will say totally got this idea from what we said podcast who got it. I think from, I don't know, Ellie Rallo. I want to say her name is on Instagram or something because they mentioned they saw a girl on TikTok who did lists from her phone. I'm pretty sure it's her. So I will link those down below, all those type of things. But anyway, yeah, we're going to get into the episode. It's going to be so good. If you're watching, if you have Spotify or if you're watching this on YouTube, once we get the YouTube up um, and running, then sorry about having my phone, but we're just going to be okay with it because no, I didn't memorize all 22 rules. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here are the 22 rules of 2022. First one, we're reading fiction this year. Okay. We're adapting fiction. I had our local library as a client, a social media client last year, and I only read nonfiction. You you guys know me. If you listened to before, I'm all about personal development, but kind of just, I needed a break. And they were like, read fiction. I was like, here's the thing. I get really attached to books. And if they're really good, like, I don't want to read anything after that. And they were like, it's like, try it. And I read 
five books in January. I do not know how I did that. I do literally have no idea how I did that. But if you go on my TikTok, then you will see the five books I uh, read in January and you will know my obsession, literal obsession with A Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. That whole series, if you take nothing from this podcast, it's to read that series legitimately. It is so good. And it's so interesting because like I'm, I've gotten so many people on it. And so they're all reading book one. And like, if you've read the series, you know, book one is like just the beginning. Like you think, you know, the story and you totally don't. So I'm so excited for them to get further. And I'm so excited for any of you who actually choose to read it. If you do, I'm going to, I'm desperately asking you to DM me and tell me you're reading it because I don't think you understand. Like when I recommend something this hard, I get deeply offended when people don't take my recommendation because I spent my time enjoying and loving and pouring my heart into this book. And so this is me pouring my heart out to you. And so to not like take that and then take action from that is a little disheartening. However, Anyway, we're reading fiction this year. If you go follow me on Goodreads, you will see what I've been reading. I keep that very updated. And yeah, so we're reading fiction this year. Personal development books are great. Not saying put them down for finance books or whatever, but we're bringing in some fiction, our little reading in the morning, a little reading at night, something like that to take our mind off of the day. Okay, next one. We're going to networking events, okay? Hear me out. Hear me out. My little introverts are squirming. I I went to a networking event called Tech Tuesday. Here's what happened. Here's the story. It's outrageous. So Tech Tuesday is apparently like some national thing. If you're listening, you might have been before, but I saw it. I have no idea how it was probably an ad that was serving me or something. Saw that there was one happening like the following Tuesday when I uh, was looking at it. And so I said, okay, like I'll go because I wanted to network with some people, hopefully get some like new connections, possibly some clients. I've been working with people in the tech industry. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to meet more people and I love meeting people. So I was very excited. I went and it was at a brewery and I walk into this brewery. For, well, first I went to the wrong brewery. Then I went to the correct brewery, walk in and like, there's no signage. There's nothing. So I go to the bar and I was like, Hey, like, is this where tech Tuesday is happening? And they were like, yeah. And I said, okay. So I got a drink and I saw there's almost nobody in the brewery. And there's this one guy like standing outside on the porch by himself. And it was kind of like, you can kind of spot people who are at a networking event. And I was like, I think that he, he's, he's here for Tech Tuesday. It was clear the other people were just here like with their families or something. So I walk outside, kind of take my place. He made the, the first uh, move. He was like, oh, like, did you get the seltzer? I was like, yeah, I hate beer. And he was like, oh, like, I love White Claws. Like, do you think it's good? And I was like, yeah. So we started chit-chatting about that. And he said, if you hate beer, then you must be here. Your, or your husband must have dragged you here. And I was like, no, I'm actually here for a networking event. Didn't mention that I actually didn't have a husband yet. And he was like, oh, like, are you here for Tech Tuesday? I was like, yeah. And so here's what happened. So he was, he had been there. I arrived like five minutes late because like, you don't want to be the first one there. That's lame. And he was there for like four people who had been to a Tech Tuesday event before. It was his first. It was also my first. And after a couple minutes, they're like, okay, I guess this isn't happening. He was like, what do you mean? Well, and they're like, well, usually there's like a table, there's like name tags and there's a speaker. And like on the itinerary thing, like it said that we were going to have a speaker and they said, nobody's here. So we're going to bounce. So they left, but he had already gotten a drink. So he's like, okay, I'll just stay. Then we met and we said, okay, like we'll be Tech Tuesday. That's fine. So he goes to tell the bar that if anybody comes for Tech Tuesday, just send them over. 
so people kept like just you know stragglers kept coming like one yeah, lady named Jackie came by they were like she was like is this tech Tuesday I was like yeah so we explained the story to her and then everybody who came up we had to explain the story again on why we were like this little bundle of people and there was no true event or anything like that by the end of it we had probably like seven or eight people um and they had elected me president of the unofficial tech Tuesday and now I'm in charge of getting us to meet next month <laughs> um which is just it was just so funny how it all planned out and here, that's the best thing about networking events guys like you don't know who you're going to meet you don't know what's going to happen it's exciting and if like meeting new people makes you nervous one they almost always have alcohol so like take advantage of that and two have your go-tos like the good thing about networking events is everybody's there to like meet new people and everybody's awkward so you can like kind of go up and say hey like what brought you to tech tuesday where are you from what do you do kind of thing and like just kind of start talking and the great thing is you pretty much you find something in common with everybody and as soon as like you find something in common point it out and so you can make that connection of like hey like we are friends because I also used to live in Charlotte for a long time talk about that for a little bit and they are immediately engaged um, with you and then so now I have a bunch of contacts I'm going to lunch with somebody next week um, and then I mean who knows what else um, but 2022, we're going to networking events. If I'm going to get through all 22 rules, I got I to gotta say I need to go faster. Um, okay. Number three. At some point, I am going to lose count, so I may not be saying the numbers. But number three, we're starting a hobby. We're starting a hobby. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I started painting. Um, I took an acrylic painting class online. It was a solid $47. Um, I'll send you the link to it if you want it. It's so good. And... I just found so much peace in being able to paint. Like I just sat and focused my time on that, especially if you find a creative hobby. It doesn't have to be a creative hobby, but something that engages you in a way that, you know, work or your phone or those type of things don't. Um, that might be going and finding an ultimate Frisbee team that you can be a part of. That might be I heard puzzles are hobbies. I don't know why in my head I don't count that as a hobby, but I'm sure I'm insulting the entire puzzle community. But if puzzles are your thing, like that might be what zones you out. Like go for it. Puzzles. I also got to paint by number for Christmas. So that, you know, if you don't want to do like a full like paint class, you can do paint by numbers. There's so many like hobbies out there, but honestly, we all know we need something outside of work and outside of like our regular come home and, and watch our comfort show any dinner type of routine, you need something other than that. Okay. So we're going to start a hobby, whatever that may be in 2022. Next one. This is a good one. We're having people over for dinner. Guys, invite your friends over for dinner. Invite your coworkers over for dinner. It's fun. It's fun to have like, you know, you don't think about it, but like just invite people over for dinner. What Like, you know, plan, do like a spaghetti night or something easy and to say, Hey, like, do you want to come over for dinner? And it's so fun. It's a way to mix up your weeknights. You're already going to be eating dinner. And it's a time when you can actually use like your dining room or like, you know, an eating area. And you can actually put like placemats down if you want to. Like who, who cares? And it's just, it's fun. It's one of those things that it's a very simple thing to do, but it will spice up your week and you get to connect with people and you might be like play a game or you might end up watching a movie as well or something, or you might just sit there, have dinner, talk and they leave. And that's fine. But especially in like at this age, if um, you're like me, you're in your, you know, lower to mid, um, maybe upper twenties and 
making friends and like deepening friendships can be really hard. And this is one way that you can like kind of extend a hand if there's somebody that you want to have a better relationship with, invite them to your house for dinner, make them something easy. It'll be great. Number, I don't know. I think it's five. We're practicing radical candor. Okay. This is something that kind of came from a mentor of mine. Um, and radical candor is uh, essentially radical honesty. We were talking about like things that we value within um, the company and things like that. And just things that we value in a relationship. And radical candor came as one that we decided to put on the forefront. She is also a client of mine and we work in a team. So that's something that we all agreed on. And it's something that I've tried to bring into my relationship with Joseph and my relationship with friends. It's something that I really value. And radical honesty it's not like some people might hear that and be like, oh, that, that sounds mean. It's not being mean. Radical honesty is when if you have a issue, if you have a discomfort, if there's something you want to say or ask, you say or ask it right then. Because things of that kind of nature, if you hold them inside and all that, this is especially like relate this a lot towards like romantic relationships. Like when you let things fester, they grow into something that they weren't in the beginning and lead to much bigger problems rather than saying, hey, like you seem like a little like annoyed. Did I make you annoyed or did you just have a bad day? And if you like nip that in the bud right then, then you don't have to fester in this weirdness because you will feed off of that. If you feel like, let's give that, you know, keep playing with that example. If you think that the other person is annoyed with you or is being short with you. And so then you, your body naturally reacts to that. And so you then go on the defensive and, you know, maybe are short with them. Don't talk to them as much, have different body language. They will read that and then feed into that. It's like this vicious cycle. And I find this like a lot if, you know, if Joseph if some reason had a bad day and I'm not asking, I think that maybe he's mad at me or something. So I would get on the defensive and I do this. Well, in his mind, he has no idea what's going through my head. So then he thinks I'm mad at him. He gets on the defensive. And now we're both, for no reason at all, being short with each other. And there is this friction between us that literally, if I had just been, he said, hey, are you having a bad day? Or like, are you annoyed with me? And if we just got out there, oh, no, I'm not annoyed with you. I just, yeah, rough day. I was like, okay, cool. Then I know to leave him alone and you can just keep going with it. With my client slash mentor, you know, we have made it a principle with the team that we work with that if we, there is something that we have an issue with, with the company, like we come out and say it, we have weekly meetings literally for this so that we have an open floor to say, Hey, this is a discomfort. Something that the reason that we did this honestly is because we're growing very, very fast and which is very, very great, but that means growing pains. And so we need to nip these things in the buds, uh, nip these things in the bud buds. Well, I have no idea actually, now I think about it, what that phrase is, whatever, you know, we need to take care of these things early so that they're not growing with us. And then we're creating bad habits or creating a system that doesn't work. So we came up front and said, Hey, like, as we're growing, we need more structure. Like we need, you know, more, like we need job descriptions, essentially. We, even though we're very, very small and we all have our hands and everything, we need to make like sort of departments of how we work. So we got together and did that. So now as we have clients coming and coming, we know who's in charge of what, and we've built these systems and have taken care of that discomfort before it became a bigger issue when we got these new clients on. Radical candor. It's something that 
I really value and I highly suggest, you know, these are our rules. This is our rules. We're practicing radical candor. If you feel something, if you feel a discomfort, if you have a problem with something, if you need to share your feelings, like you just say it and there's no emotion behind it. It's just a statement of, hey, like I'm noticing this. And so I want to bring this to the forefront because I value this relationship here. So there is that role. Next one. And this kind of goes along the same thing, sort of, but in a different light. We're not holding back com compliments. Like if you see somebody, and I don't care if it's weird, I've made this rule for myself that if I am walking through a store and I like somebody's hair or, you know, I'm checking out at the grocery store and I like their shirt or something like that, like I'm going to say it. If I think it, I have to say it no matter how awkward I feel. And honestly, the more you hesitate, the worse it is. Because if you just say it as soon as you think it, then that moment is still there. They could just say thank you. Otherwise, just kind of blurting something out because you hesitated for a couple moments. This might take some practice, but like if you see, if you like something, if you like somebody's energy, if you like somebody's shirt, if you are online, this this pertains to online as well. If somebody did a post and you admire that they what they posted, if you like their outfit, if you appreciate what they said, if you thought they were funny, like whatever, comment, comment on it. Like, don't just laugh to yourself and then, you know, flick by, like comment on it. Cause that means a lot when you compliment somebody in person or online, like that pushes, that makes their day. You know how it feels when you see, like somebody says something nice to you, whether it's online or in real life, you know what it feels like and how good it makes you feel. And if we keep holding, because this is something we all do, if we keep holding back when we want to compliment somebody, like, what's the point? What's the point? And life is short. Like, what's the harm in telling somebody that they look nice today? Like, I'll go, like, if I think somebody's eyes are pretty, I'm like, wow, you have pretty eyes. And I just, and the more you do it, the more you're used to it. And it has a lovely adverse effect of making you more confident. It makes you more confident because you are like overcoming this fear of like talking to somebody and, you know, feeling awkward about like blurting out something, you know, that's nice about them. But it also, it just makes you feel good, which then makes you more confident in yourself. So we're not holding back compliments. Next one, next rule, we're stopping negative sarcasm. You know, when you're having a rough time, a rough time, and we do this thing where we use humor to, um, like, we think that it's us being funny, so we are trying to get ourselves out of our bad mood, but instead we're really just kind of digging deeper into it. So to give an example, say you're, like, stressed about money, or maybe you heard some news, you had to pay a big bill, whatever like that, you know, and so you're a little bit stressed about that, you're in a bad mood, whatever. And you go to the store and like you pass something that you want. And you say, oh, it doesn't matter. I can't afford it anyway. Ha 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 ha. Like that's not, like you think that you're trying to soothe the situation with humor. You're not. You're perpetuating that feeling. Like you are feeding into that negativity that will bring you nowhere. And I'm, this is like, all of these are coming from personal experience. Like all of these are coming from roles that I want to do for myself. I am not good at this, like, or rather I am really good at it. I'm good at negative sarcasm. Like if I'm feeling like in a way, like I will just keep speaking from that bad attitude is essentially what you're doing. I'll say negative things in sarcasm that is just 
perpetuating the bad attitude. There's no need for it. When you feel yourself doing that, stop and even turn it around and say something positive. You have to flip like that switch because that turns into a habit and you have to break that habit. So no longer are we doing negative sarcasm to perpetuate bad attitudes. No, we're going to have great attitudes. We're going to have positive attitudes. And even, even in the midst of strife and stress, we're going to learn how to be positive and keep our heads up. Okie dokie. Okay. Next one. We're making the, if it scares me rule. So the, if it scares me rule is something that I've applied to several different things in my life. This is kind of like the thing that we're talking about with the compliments. It started for me in high school and I had a friend, um, her name is Annie and she had the quirkiest style. Like she never matched, but it worked so well. Like, you know, those people who can just pull off anything. She completely had her own style and it's hard to find that in high school. Like everybody's dressing the same, you know? So to see somebody who is totally 180, like doing something completely different and owning it is really cool to see. And I got the privilege of being one of her very good friends. And so I kind of fed off of that. And so I remember I started wanting to experiment with my style. So in the morning, like I would put on a certain outfit and if I liked the outfit, you know, I'd look in the mirror and I had this moment where like, oh my gosh, I feel cute. And then the very next thing that comes in my mind would be, oh, but what if people think I'm weird? If that happened, I had to wear it. I had to wear it. I had to push myself through. Like if I liked the outfit and immediately was worried about what other people were going to think, I forced myself to wear it. Even when I was scared, even when I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to laugh at me. doesn't matter. I liked the outfit. So I had to push through it. Same thing. This, so we're going to make this rule for various things in our life. If there's something that scares you, i.e. complimenting somebody, a networking event, anything like that, like you have to do it. Just make a rule that you have to do it. Now, I'm not saying do things that are dumb. Like, you know what should scare you? Like jumping in front of a car. Like that's, that's not the same. You know what I mean? Like we're going to have common sense. But if there is something that you want to do, that you are pulled to do, and you feel scared to do it, you have to do it. Just make it, it's like a dare to yourself. You have to do it. It will, I mean, it'll change your life. I'm telling you, it will absolutely change your life. So I'm really feeling like I'm rolling through these pretty well. Um, next one, we're setting up our financial system. Here's what this means. We're taking a look at our income. We're taking a look at our expenses. We're looking at, okay, like how much are we spending on things? Are we wanting to be spending that money on things? We're taking a look at our future goals. Are we saving towards something that we want to save for? Do we want to buy a house? How are we saving for that? We're looking at our retirement. How are we saving for retirement? We're taking a look at investments. Okay, what do we want to invest in? Why do we want to invest in that? A financial system is com like composed of your savings, your budget, your expenses, your investments, all of that compiled into one. All of that feeds into each other and really take a moment to like get down a piece of paper and map out these things. What do you want to invest in? Why do you want to invest in that? If you have no idea where to start, well, let me know if it would be helpful to do a like podcast episode on how to set up your financial system, but like just write down, okay, like what are the things that you want to accomplish? Do you want to retire? What age do you want to retire? Do you want to buy a house? 
Like how much money would that require? Do you want to buy a car? How much money would that require? Are you a big traveler? Like, is that something that you want to have? Like I have an, a, a travel account that I deposit into so that I always have money that I can travel when I get opportunities and spur the moment things. So um, like just write down your goals and then work back backwards from there. How are you going to achieve that with the lifestyle that you're cur you currently have? You look at the season of life that you're in. You might not be in a season where you can save right now or invest right now. And that's totally cool. If you are paying off debt, that's fine too. Maybe your financial system is going to be both. There is like a method of paying off debt where you pay like basically... Okay, I'm going to do this like really quickly because I feel like this is like an interesting tip, super like sideline, but there is this method where you take, say you wanted to, your original budget was you're going to put $500 towards a like debt payment, like student loan payment, we'll say. And your minimum is like $250, pay your minimum and then take the other $250 and invest it because you're in an investment that is going to have a higher like growth rate then your debt is going to have a, like for an interest rate. So your interest rate might be 3% on your student loan or something. You invest in something that is going to give you a seven to 10% um, annual growth rate. So you keep doing that. And what will happen is that eventually you will have like enough money in your investments to pay off the, the student loan and usually have some leftover. I'm actually one, I totally got this like method from one of my clients. I think it's a common method, but they are using it in, uh, it's a financial like tech app that they are launching. Very, very cool. Where you can actually use their app and uh, their savings account in order to do this. Anyway, so that's a like, that's a example of like a system that you would set up within your financial ecosystem. So we're taking a look at our finances. We're not going to go willy-nilly. We're not just, you know, looking month to month and making sure that we're not in the hole and checking our bank account to see if we can actually afford things. We're no longer doing that. Okay. Next thing. If we don't want to eat it, we don't bring it into the house. This is something that like I've really tried to like live by. And this isn't about like dieting. This is about, I mean, yeah, like if you want to lessen something in your life, like don't have it in the house, whether it's food or whether it's something else the best thing that you can do is just like remove it from your vicinity. So for one thing, like soda, I don't want to drink a lot of soda. I'm not cutting out soda for my life, but I don't want to drink a lot of soda. And I also do not want to spend the money on it. So we don't bring sodas into our house. Now, when we go out to dinner, sometimes I'll enjoy a Diet Coke because I'll be honest, I love a Diet Coke, but I, we only do that when we eat out. And so, but if I had sodas in the house, I would be drinking a Diet Coke at least four times a week, if not daily. Like, but I just don't bring that into the house because I don't, I don't want to be drinking all that. Um, I'm trying to think we're looking at bringing, like doing like a meatless month to like offset, you know, our, like, what is it? Like footprint on the environment kind of thing. And we're looking at like doing that. Like, I think it's like meatless March. So we will have no meat in the house in order to like tempt us. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Take, take food out of it if you don't want to be, I don't know, like playing as many video games. I don't know. And, but you understand the concept. Like if you are trying to have a goal of, of not doing something or eating something and you don't want to do it as much, like remove it. Make it easier on yourself. Like I can't tell you, we, I mean, we like don't drink caffeine anymore in the house. We, neither me or Joseph, like we don't drink coffee. 
We don't drink tea. We don't drink sodas. And it's not like this is some like goal where we're like, we're not going to drink coffee and we like quit cold turkey. We just started not buying it. And all of a sudden we're people who do not run on caffeine, which is so good for you. Like caffeine is so bad for you, especially for those of us who struggle with anxiety. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, if, you know, if there's like something that you want to achieve, you want to be that type of person that doesn't drink caffeine, then just remove it, remove it from your immediate, you know, vicinity and go about your day. You know what I mean? That was just something that I liked, uh, particularly because of the caffeine thing. When we almost woke up and realized like, we don't drink caffeine. We almost never have caffeine. It's just because we kind of removed it from the house. Next one, we're going to act on impulses and we're going to play even when we don't want to. Here is what that means. So we, it was a couple weekends ago and we were trying to determine like what we we're going to do. It was a beautiful day outside. And I looked out and I was like, oh, like I thought like, oh, this would be a nice day to go to the park. How many times do you think that? Like, oh, it would be beautiful to get to the park, go to the park. So why don't you go to the park? Do you, how many times do you do that? Where you're like, oh, I could go to the park, but no, and you, and then you don't for whatever reason. Usually it's like the friction of like getting in the car. And if you want to like do something, like we played frisbee, like finding the frisbee, getting in the car, going, you think you're not going to have as good of a time, like all those type of things. What if you just acted on that? What if you actually went and did those things? What if, and like, and this is specifically in terms of play. Like, when was the last time that you played outside? I'll be honest. It's more fun than it sounds. Do you remember how fun it was when we were kids? Like, it's fun. Like, I, you know what? I want to somehow get a ton, enough people together and find an area I don't know where where we could play manhunt who used to play manhunt manhunt is grown up hide and seek manhunt is what you called hide and seek in high school because you didn't want to call it hide and seek I want to play manhunt and I don't know where adults can do that without seeming weird and getting arrested but if anybody has a has an idea of where we could do that we're going to get like an attainable manhunt thing happening. It's going to be great. Point is, if you like, if you want to go outside and throw a frisbee, go outside and throw a frisbee. If you have a thought to go and play something, basketball, volleyball, go to your local park, whatever, go do it. Actually, you know, like it's amazing what happens when you actually go and do the things in your community that are like provided for you. I don't know why it's a novelty. Like, oh, like we went to the park and played Frisbee. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so nice. You know, and it's probably stemmed from, I heard, I called my friend and she didn't answer. So she called me back. She said, hey, sorry, we were playing Ultimate Frisbee with friends. I was like, oh my God, that sounds so fun. That sounds so fun. Like who goes out, out who goes outside and plays Ultimate Frisbee with people? Like who actually does that? Uh, plenty of people and you could too. So I was like, hey, honey. Like, what if we went to the park and played Frisbee? And we actually went and we actually had a lot of fun. It's good exercise and the fresh air is amazing for you. And it's a wonderful way to pass the time. So we're acting on impulses. We're going to play, play outside, even when we don't feel like it. We're acting on those thoughts. Next rule. I need to hurry this up. I'm, I'm feeling it, guys. I know it. Next rule. We're going to practice mental exercises, and this may be meditation, this may be breathing, but there is a skill of 
monitoring your emotions. It's the thing that we hear, like when you have a negative thought, acknowledging that and then letting it float by. All There's so many mental exercises that you can do. Pick one that you could like work on. And actually, this is like real exercise. Being able to control your mind and control your mental state is something that takes practice. It is a muscle to be exercised. And this year, 2022, is going to be the year that we center ourselves and actually practice these mental exercises. The the negative thoughts one I think is a great one to start with. Like if you are having negative thoughts, this has to, you know, this helps if you have anxiety, if you have confidence issues, if you have self-esteem issues, if you worry a lot, if you like any of that, when a negative thought comes into your head, acknowledge it and then let it pass. Like think of it like cars in your head. You see the car and then you're letting it drive by. That is a great exercise to start with. If you want to do meditation, I highly recommend transcendental meditation. Really, the only reason I use that term is because I looked up a transcendental transcendental meditation, oh my goodness, um, like Spotify thing, and it is a single tone, like almost, it almost sounds like a hum. I put my headphones on, and the point of that is you sit and you focus on the hum, in theory, you can also, like, if there's a sound around, you could focus on, like, the air conditioning or something like that, but just some constant sound that you can focus on. So when your thoughts start, start to wander, like, you just focus on that one note or hum. That's something that has really helped me, and I can sit in a completely meditative state for, like, 20 minutes, which is exercise in itself, okay? So this year, we're practicing mental exercises just like we're going to exercise on, you know, exercise our bodies, we're exercising our minds. Next thing, we're learning our go-to drinks. This is something we're totally taking 180 here. So you know when you go to a bar and you get nervous because you don't know what to order and they don't have like a cocktail menu so they don't actually have something to like look at and all they have is like beer and like really trash wine and you don't like beer and you also don't like wine. So you, this is totally me. And so you're like, I don't know what the liquor drinks are. And so you do that thing where you order like a sunset on the beach or like, what is it? Oh, oh, oh vodka crayon. And like, you know, the thing that everybody orders and you don't actually like it, you just don't know what your go-to, no, we are learning our go-to drinks. Whatever your go-to drink is, we're going to learn it. And we're also going to learn how to make it because you need to learn to make it at home. If you don't know how to make it, then you shouldn't be ordering it. So for instance, I've learned and established that mine is a vodka gimlet on the rocks because if you just ask for a vodka gimlet, it often, often comes in a martini glass, hard pass. Vodka gimlet is vodka, lime juice, and simple syrup. Like that's it. That's all I want. And it's something that like every bar has. That's the thing though. You kind of have to have your signature drink. It Okay. It doesn't even have to be your signature drink. I would say my signature drink is a Hugo, which requires an elderflower liqueur that like people don't have. But when I'm at some like any bar, I could be at Buffalo Wild Wings. I could be at some slum bar down at Five Points, or I could be at like a really nice restaurant. Any bar will be able to make a vodka gimlet. This is your go-to drink. And we're establishing that so that we don't stutter and have to look on like our little, you know, our phones on Google to see like common cocktails and then find one that we think we might like to ask the bartender because we're nervous. We're no longer doing that. We're no longer doing that. This is absolutely an attack on myself. Number, I don't know. We're going to Tuesday matinees. Guys, and I don't, I must, I feel like Tuesday matinee is a thing, but the matinee, whatever, whatever day and matinee that your local theater does, we're going like go to that because our local theater has a Tuesday matinee deal. And we both, Joseph and I, get in for eight dollars. 
$8, we can get into the theater and watch a movie. And do you know how nice it is to go to the theater at 4 p.m., get out at like, I don't know, 7 because the credits are long, and just go home and like have a little bit of dinner, go to, like, what a fun way to, like, what a fun thing to do with your evening. It's so different. Like, isn't it nice to have something to do after work? Who actually has something to do after work? Everybody goes home, they watch their comfort show, and they make dinner. Like, that's what you do. No, we're having things to do after after work, whether that's we're having dinner with friends, we're having dinner, like, we have friends over for dinner, or we're going to the Tuesday matinee because it's fun and it's cheap and it's great. So find your local theater, find when they do their matinee deal, and go because you will have a ball. Next one. Next rule of 2022, we evaluate our life, not our career. So this is something that has kind of occurred to me and that I was talking to somebody else about it yesterday. Like when you're looking for a job, when you're looking at, no, when you're looking at your life, a lot of times we define our life by what our career is, what our job is. That is a mindset that we just need to just nix. Like your quality of life has very little to do with your work. Like your work should be what you do. You pride yourself and do a, a good job and you get paid because you do a good job, but your life does not like revolve around that job. That is not everything that you do in life. You have, you are a multifaceted person. You've got goals. That job provides an income that allows you to do the things that you want to do. You know what I mean? I'm tired of us looking at our life from the lens of our career, if we're doing well in our career, if we like our job, like all those type of things, in the end, a job is to give you income. And we hope to find, like you you want to get to a place where you love your job. Sometimes it takes a while to get there. And so if you're in a place right now where like you're not loving your job, you're you're on a stepping stone. It does not mean that your life sucks. It does not mean your job might suck, but it provides an income. If you want to change it, you change it. And it's just one piece of your life. We're so used to being so overwhelmed by our job that we forget that there's other parts of our life that have meaning and that we can take joy in if we don't like stop and look at the entire picture. So when we're looking at things, we're looking at looking at our lives from the lens of our, like our life as a whole, who we are, not how well we do at our job or if we like our job. That's just one little piece of your life. Next one. We're cooking at home. Okay, guys, guys, we're cooking at home. Cooking, I'm not saying every meal. I'm not saying every meal, but like the joy of cooking, once you, once you figure out like how you like to cook is so nice. We're cooking at home. We're having a good time. And here's the first recipe that you're going to do, especially if you hate cooking. I have a recipe. It is two ingredients. I, I, <laughs> I shit you not. It's two ingredients. It is one of, might be my favorite meal. Like I make it way too often and it's so, so good. Okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're going to take your old crock pot that your mom handed you down when you got your first apartment Then take that crock pot. You're going to put a, I would say like a pound a person. If you are wanting leftovers, if you're not doing like a half pound per person, you're going to take like a pound of chicken, put it in the crock pot, and then you're going to take, it's two, yeah, two jars for every, for every pound of chicken. 
two jars for every pound of chicken of verde sauce. Like if you go to the store, go to like the little area with like taco things, find the jar of verde sauce, not the creamy one. It's verde salsa. Get verde salsa and it's the, it's the tall one. And you pour that over the chicken. Okay, you got it. That's what I'm saying. Pound of chicken, two jars of verde sauce. Turn your crock pot on low if you're doing it. Like if you put it on in the morning and come home from work, turn it on low. If you come home from work and you're wanting to eat it like quite a few hours later, like if you're one of those like late night eaters or you come home at four, you want to eat it like eight or something like that, turn it on high. For, I mean, you could probably do it at like take it out at three hours. I would recommend four. But if you're doing it all day, do low. If you're doing it like half a day, do high. There's your dinner. It's it's called chicken verde and it is legit so awesome. I love to put it over rice. So that's a solid three ingredients if you want to do it over rice. It's divine. And then a lot of times we'll use the leftovers and we'll make enchiladas. We'll grab an extra jar of the sauce. We'll wrap it up in tortillas, pour uh, the salsa over it, add cheese. Like it's divine. So that can be your first uh, really easy, very cheap recipe. But we're cooking at home. We're cooking at home and we're not going to eat out for every meal because we are sophisticated adults. Next one. We're embracing weird music genres. Okay. Irish folk music is good. Like what are they? The Celtic women? It's good. You might like band music. It's good. Like just let it happen. Let like, this is, a, <laughs> this is, a, this is a definitely a random one, but this is one that I think needs to be needs to be addressed by my friend on her Spotify wrapped her top music genre was like band music like as in like college bands music and so and marching band that's what I'm trying to say marching band marching band music that's fine like if you like weird music just let it happen if you like Celtic women enjoy Celtic women jam out to Celtic women we are adopting the weird music genres because Let's just be real. They're really good. Anyway, next one. We are we only have five more guys. So this is good. I know this is a lot to take in. Next one. We're texting people when we think about them. We're sending that, hey, I'm, ran you know, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. We're doing that. We are reaching out to people even when we haven't spoken to them in a while. But we're taking the time to care for people and still make that human connection. I am the queen of if we have met once, I will reach out to you at any time. I have my old dance teacher that we haven't spoken. I don't know how, I don't know in how long. Follow her on Instagram though. And she's a sweetie. I texted her. I was like, hey, I need a recommendation for some dance lessons for me and Joseph for the wedding. She, and we're going to work on it over the summer. Like people, you'll be, people will just pick up conversation. Like people will just, you think it's going to be like, oh, like, why are they reaching out to me? Who cares? People like when you take the time to say, hey, I'm thinking about you, or hey, like I saw this and it reminded me of you. All those things, we're doing that. We're texting our friend when we just, we think about them. We say, hey, like I've been thinking about you. Like, I just want to let you know, like you're a great friend to me, whatever. If it's somebody that you don't talk to very often, like, hey, I thought about you the other day. I saw this. I hope you're doing well. I hope the family's well. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter what you say. It just matters that you're taking that extra step. And I promise the thing that will take you the farthest in life, whether it's your job, whether it's personally, whatever, is having a community around you and you build your own community. And this is how you build community by caring for people. Wow. I feel like that was like a big, like step, like, <laughs> I feel like I was very demanding there. Anyway, 
Next one, we're analyzing our credit card rewards, okay? We need to take stock of like the rewards that we have because I did not realize that we had a companion pass on my American Airlines card and we need to use it. So take a look at your credit cards and if you don't have a credit card, go listen to our, our episodes on credit cards because you need one. And I talk about how to pick one that's best for you. Um, but we're analyzing our credit card rewards. One thing that we're going to do is we, based on our, like our goals have changed and also our lifestyles have changed. So Joseph and I are looking at getting different credit cards. I'm going to get a cash rewards card and he's going to get a travel rewards card because this boy travels like nobody's business. And if I'm not the one traveling a lot, why would I be the one with the travel rewards card? He's going to earn a lot more miles. And in the next few months while we're doing things for the wedding, like we need to rack up the points. You know what I mean? So that's just evaluating the rewards and kind of the lifestyle that works best for us. So take stock of your rewards. See, you might have like points to go on like a vacation. You never know. Next thing, same relation. We're downloading Credit Karma. Oh my God, if you listen to this podcast and you have not downloaded Credit Karma yet, I do not understand what you think. Okay, here's one thing. Credit Karma has not just me, but this is just my personal experience. I've had people text me. Credit Karma found a $1,000 loan that was taken out in my name and that I did not take out, that I did not authorize. They And I had no idea. Credit Karma found a credit card that had somehow been like put under my name from my parents' accounts that was affecting my credit score, even though I did not have that. We didn't even have that credit card anymore. And we had to get that removed. But Credit Karma, I'm telling you, I got Credit Karma because I feared that there were things that I did not know about related to my like credit history. And I was right go. It's free, guys. It's free. It's safe. And it's great. Now, listen to me. If you're on Credit Karma and it says, hey, you should get this credit card, I don't listen to those, okay? You you can look on it and you can look at the ones that they refer, but like make your own choices. Don't go. Just because Credit Karma says you need to get a credit card does not mean you get need to get a credit card. You make your own choices. Now, what we use Credit Karma for is checking our credit score and seeing how uh, our like loans or credit cards and all those things are affecting our credit score. And it does give good tips on how to uh, raise your credit score if you need to. So get Credit Karma and do me a favor. I really want to reach out to Credit Karma and see if they'll sponsor the podcast because that's probably the company that I've recommended most often. So I'm going to leave a link. It's going to be a bit.ly link because I want to track how many people I send. I'm going to leave a link down below to Credit Karma's website. Okay. Go click on that link so that I can then show them that we actually do like send people over to Credit Karma. It just allows me to track how many of you are interested. And the more people that are interested, the uh, better chance that they will actually sponsor the podcast because they can see, hey, they send people over. And, and if you have Credit Karma, can you send me a story or if you downloaded Credit Karma because of me, can you send it to me so that I also have more social proof? If we can get this podcast sponsored, that would be amazing for all of us. Let's be honest. All right. Next one. Random one. Okay. Total random. We're starting. We're, this year we're using whiteboards. The magic of using a whiteboard to get your ideas down, to write your goals out, like is unreal. I had this old whiteboard and I needed to reach a revenue goal. And so you remember in elementary school when they had like that, like thermometer that they would fill in for like your reading log and for many, as many like books as you read, you, you know, added to that. And the goal might be a hundred books for the whole class. I don't know, whatever, but you remember that, you remember that? Yeah, I did that. I made a thermometer on this whiteboard and I would fill it in when I landed clients and got to my revenue goal. Nothing will motivate you more. Okay. Nothing will motivate you more. You're trying to do math. 
do it on a whiteboard. Do everything on a whiteboard. You're trying to figure things out and you're trying to plan a vacation. You're trying to figure out your financial system. Use a whiteboard. Just go get a whiteboard. Go get one that you can hide behind your bed and then like pull out whenever you need it or have one in your office. If you have an office, put one on your wall because whiteboards are actually life-changing. All right, guys, we're at the last rule. I know I've babbled and we are at the last rule. This is personally one of my favorites. Are you ready? Are you ready? The 22nd rule of 2022, we're hosting parties for no reason. Now, COVID people, we're all COVID people because we live in the COVID world. However, we're gonna be safe, okay? I'm not saying to host a rager and be not safe. We're, I'm going to assume that you can make those decisions for yourself, how to safely gather, okay? So now that we put that aside, we're hosting parties for no reason. There is, I love the idea of saying, hey, we're going to have a party Saturday night and it's going to be cartoon themed. Everybody come to as your favorite cartoon character or like the Super Bowl is coming up. I don't watch football. I can't tell you who's in, who is in like the Super Bowl. I could not care less actually. What I do care about is that you can host a party around it. If there is a national pizza day, you could host a pizza party. Like we're hosting parties for no reason. We're having people over. It's going to be fun. We're doing, it's going to like just host parties, gather your friends, do a dress up party. Oh, I've seen some really good ones on TikTok where people like, it's like a party where you come dressed as your significant other. It's great if you are like in a friend group with like all couples or you dress as your favorite office character. You dress, oh, you could do like book, your favorite book character. You could do colors. Everybody comes and you're like a giant box of crayons. There's so much to do. It's sound. It's so much fun. No matter who you are, parties are fun and you can do a party in whatever way that you want to party, you know, introverts, extroverts, like there's par party designs for everybody, <laughs> no matter what you want to do. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to host parties for no reason. And we're going to gather our friends. We're going to hang out with people. And if you're having a party and you're wanting to get to meet people, have people bring their friends. Like if you have a small group of like, you know, you're like, oh, I only have like three friends. Great party and have them bring friends that doubles your people and you get to meet new people. Parties are great. Think of it like networking, but for friendships and it might turn into business relationships. Who knows? Anyway, those are the 22 rules of 2022. I hope that they were all unexpected. I hope that they were all helpful and I hope that you adopt at least three because out of 22, I think that's not a hard ask. I will put all of them in the show notes so that you can reference them. And I want to know which one struck a chord with you. So go to our recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite rule was or what rule you're adopting. If I didn't mention it, we can just make our, make up our own rules. Cause that's all, that's what life is about. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you do give me a, do me a favor and go on Spotify. You can rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, five stars and Apple podcasts, you can also rate and leave us a review, uh, five stars because we are good friends and yeah, I love you guys so, so much and have a wonderful week and I will see you guys next time.